This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In Bedford off of Airport Freeway. I know you might be thinking, I want to come out. It says they don't open until 11 o'clock. Lies. They are open now for us so you can come out right now and potentially celebrate Shohei Day while we get ready for Cowboys Eagles. Mm, who's the liar? We're going to go have a talk with them. Where's that liar at? You said somebody was lying about what time this place opens. Uh, Who do I have to have the, a talk the with? The map app, I think, is the liar. Oh, can like you, Google? Can you beat up an app? I haven't beat up Google. I can, who runs Google? Ooh, I don't know. You think I can get through security to get to them? I do not. That might be a tough situation. But I we'll, do not. You know what? Like Kevin said, just show up uh, now and start. you can start signing up for the tickets. Yep. Uh, you can also start signing up for the really cool Cowboys gear. And you can start getting those uh, tall Miller Lite deals that we have out here, $5 Miller Lights and uh, some juicy wings. And so there's reports that Shohei's announcement could be coming today about where he signs. If that is indeed the case, speculation running wild. Could it be the Giants? Could it be the Blue Jays? Is it going to be the Dodgers after all? We will let you know about that. But we're getting closer and closer to Cowboys Eagles. Mm. And so what I wanted to talk about right here is because I've been looking at this a few different ways. In addition to this game being vital for the division mm -hmm. is Cowboys Eagles an MVP elimination game um no because would it discredit anything that either of them have done against each other prior like I don't think it's going to eliminate Dak because I do. Why, why would it eliminate Dak if his defense gives up 40 points because he went and he scores 40 because he went 0 and 3 against the other against two quarterbacks. Bad, okay. That, I mean, that makes sense. Mix. Yeah, that's and that's that's an unfair thing there. It's, I agree. If the with numbers you. are there. I agree with you. But on it that. makes a lot of sense beating beating the big opponent. And why would it eliminate Jalen Hurts then? Because 0 and 2 against those because opponents? I just think in back to back weeks as you get closer to the end of the voting he would have gone 0-2 against the other two quarterbacks that are competing for it. And here's one of the other things. Before anybody hits me with wins are not a quarterback stat, I just want to tell you something. You know, wins aren't a quarterback stat. I'm Kevin. aware. I'm aware. But I will tell you this. MVP voters disagree. Mm. All right? You can have whatever opinion you want and more power to you. MVP voters disagree. MVP voting has become pretty simple. Be the quarterback off the number one or number two seed. All right? The last 10 MVPs, here's how it goes. Eight of them have been quarterbacks from the number one seed. The other two, quarterbacks from the number two seed. Oh. The outlier is, of course, Adrian Peterson, who won in 2012. Obviously, the 2,000-yard season, incredible. But then guess what? 2009, 10, 11, the MVP was... 
a quarterback off a number one seed. It is a very simple process. In the last 14 years, 13 times, the winner of the MVP has been the number one or number two seed. So I'm not saying, because you're right, Corey, if the Cowboys were to lose 41-40, Dak should be able to go, well, what the hell do you want me to do? I threw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. But MVP voters decide... Yeah, I'm going to hold that against you because you didn't win. Well, then I guess I'll go back to my original answer, Kevin. It's still no because Brock Purdy would be the number one seed, and he's going he's gonna to wind up with the, as the quarterback on the number one seed team and look the best as, down the stretch. So I'm still sticking with no that this game is not. Now, is it an MVP light-up game? Absolutely. This is one of those games that you, you should be watching two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, whether or not you think Jalen Hurts is that. And he, he, he needs to be healthy for that to be a factor. Sure. That knee and what's going on there, that has to be, that has to be okay for that to be a factor on Sunday. Are you telling Sunday. me if he's not healthy, you would put in Mariota? I would not do that. Okay. That would be a, I just wanted to see if I get your viral moment Now, going. I guess the, the situation is if he was not healthy in that he needs to go to the hospital, then yes, I'll put in Mariota. <laughs> okay. But I'm, yeah. not, I'm not just saying Sorry, hey. that was a stunning turn of events. <laughs> yeah, I well, I mean, I don't know that. if you know, Kevin, but the Cowboys head coach had to go to the hospital this week. He did. Uh, so that's one of those. Like, that's what I'm looking at is saying he's not, a, he, he's not completely himself right now. And his ability to move around in the pocket. And the team decided we're going to try and protect him against San Francisco last week. And then he also had more time in the pocket because San Francisco's linebackers weren't coming at him. There are a lot of factors that go into it. But I think this is two high-caliber uh, offenses, two high-caliber quarterbacks. And it should be a treat for everybody. But I still think that Purdy, I think two is right there at the top of the list. Those two are, are in the, uh, definitely in the mix. But if you're saying one of them gets eliminated yes. because of tonight, yes. I wonder what Sunday the, night. Yeah, but Sunday night. I wonder what the rest of the stretch is going to be like for them if they can make that ground up. And see, because you brought up two other candidates, specifically Brock Purdy, I think this is an elimination MVP game. Again, we're going to go back to this. This is just the way the MVP voters do it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it whatsoever. I'm just telling you. This is the way it goes. If you're the number one or number two seed and the quarterback, you might win MVP. If you're not, you will not. That's what recent history of the last 14 years tells us, with the exception of 2,000-yard Adrian Peterson. So what I think is, regardless of how the game looks, if the Eagles win, Jalen Hurts continues on his path. He's alongside Brock Purdy. Maybe two is in the mix, and Dak is out of MVP. On the flip side... If the Cowboys win, even though then they would still have the same record. I understand all of that, but think about it. Dak is even MVP odds with Jalen Hurts now, and in some places he's ahead depending on where you look. If they win, Jalen Hurts is out, and it moves down to Brock Purdy, Dak, and then potentially Tua. And then I'd be curious about if Lamar Jackson could try to make his way back into it because they've got a head-to-head showdown coming up. Is there any way that that guy can make his way back into the conversation getting hot late in the season? Is that one picture photoshopped? <laughs> I think it is. I think it's a 400-pound uh, version of Patrick okay. Mahomes. Because that Patrick Mahomes, he might win the MVP here at Buffalo Wild Wings, but he ain't winning the <laughs> NFL MVP. Is I think, unfortunately... He could. I mean, he could still finish as the top as the top team in that's the AFC. True. That's still that's a possibility. True. You know what him. the problem is? Is he's too good. I know that's a weird. It's the Jokic thing. Yes. Where you're like, well, yeah. I mean, is, you're like, I don't know, man. I've seen him be really good in the past. Maybe he was just 
almost really good this year. So I'm not going to vote for him. So, yeah, I, look, it would be insanity to just say Patrick Mahomes can't win it. I just don't think that's very likely compared to the trio at the top and maybe even Tua because people do like voting for new things. And if the Dolphins were to get the number one seed, maybe they would go with Tua. Look, this game is far more important for playoff purposes, for divisional purposes. And I know Dak and Jalen Hurts would both say that. But I also wanted to ask what y'all think about that, because I think whoever wins this game, regardless of what the game looks like, that quarterback continues to stay in the MVP conversation and the other one does not. The, the conversation that Sean and RJ had this morning that I thought was intriguing, Kevin, in addition to that, because you're right, this is I care far more about playoff seating, far more about the Cowboys getting an opportunity yeah. to have home games here. But the conversation that they were having this morning was, have they gotten too hot already? You know, like the Rangers got hot after. They got right. hot in the playoffs. And we, ke and we kept hearing that discussion. I mean, Derek Holland kept telling me, Seattle has peaked too soon. He said, don't worry about the Astros. They're going to come on really uh, strong late, but the Rangers are going to have them in the playoffs. And then there it was. The Rangers found their, their groove right at the right time. And do you feel like the Cowboys started to peak too soon back uh, about four or five games ago? I do not. <laughs> okay. Definitely you, not. But you, you also think they could go undefeated the rest of the uh, way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, what is the point of even having these games if you don't think you could go undefeated? And I'm not saying they will go undefeated. But here's the great news if you think, that, think that's the case. So are most of the other teams in the NFC. Like, I realize that San Francisco, excuse me, that Philly just lost. But before that, I believe they'd won five in a row. So Philly right now has won five of six. The Cowboys have won four in a row. The 49ers have won four in a row. If it's a case of getting hot too early, everybody else is there with you. Mm -hmm. So that means the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Because they're going to be able to stumble. <laughs> they're going to be able to stumble their way through it Ranger style. And they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Our division sucks except for us. We'll make it in there and make our way to the Super Bowl. This, this one matters. Matters a, a lot, and Kevin. Oh, the yeah. next one matters a lot, and For then the sure. next, like from against Miami. I know, a lot, like the last part of the season, then the Lions. Like you said, there's a lot there to get through, uh, but there's a lot of opportunities. To, to Sunday night definitely is one of those huge opportunities to say, I want to stake my claim as that guy. I thought they were trying it last Thursday. I thought right out of the gate, Mike McCarthy and Dak were like, let's go get you an MVP. Then they didn't score on the first drive, but it turned out he had a really good game anyway. Did you think anybody from last night's game was staking a claim to MVP? Man, uh <laughs> <sighs> No, not really. Okay, that's good. If you said yes, I would have concerns. It was more. It was voting. more exciting than I expected, though. Fair enough. It was more exciting than I Fair expected. Fair enough. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford, 1933 Airport Freeway. Coming up next, Corey. I know you're a fan of this topic. What are you doing to irritate the Eagles fan in your life this week? 877-881-1053. Hit us up on the truckwreck.com text line. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Prescott with plenty of time. Lofts it. End zone. Jake Ferguson. Covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. Fergie into the end zone, and Dallas takes the lead in the fourth. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fair. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford. Here's the deal, guys. I need, I need to prepare you for this. We're at 1933 Airport Freeway. It's going to be a That's great day. That's not the day. year. That's not the year. That, that is true. the address. You do not have to go watch that preposterous Indiana Jones movie and try to make something happen there. You can just show up to 1933 Airport Freeway, Bedford, Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to have a great time. But, but. I'm going to have Corey tell you bad news. I don't want to tell you the bad news on baseball day. Mm. It's about. It's not about Shohei Otani yet, but I don't think you're going to like it. Per Ken Rosenthal, and I think, Kevin, we've discussed this at length already, the Rangers are facing financial uncertainty due to the potential loss of their local television rights deal, and they seem unlikely to bring back left-hander Jordan Montgomery, who can argue that he outperformed Aaron Nola, and they got $172 million dollars. Uh, over the past three seasons. He, uh, Montgomery's outperformed him over the past three seasons. Right. And Aaron Nola got a whole lot of cash. And Jordan Montgomery's probably sitting there going, I was better than that dude. Somebody's going to pay me. This is most unwelcome news. Yes. And it's unlikely. It's not, it's, not, yeah. it's not done. But at the moment, it's unlikely because the Rangers are sitting there looking at their uh, at their Bally deal going, hold on, we, where's that money going to come from? I wish. Even though their stadium was packed this year. I, I realize Rosenthal can't put this in, in the article, but I realize I wish he said unlikely, parentheses, unless nobody else decides that they want him, and then he'll go back to the Rangers for a year. <laughs> because I feel like that's the way it's going to happen. The is, one year yeah, deal. Yeah, if for some reason you find out nobody out there in the world wants to give him a long-term deal, I do believe he would come back here. But that feels very, very unlikely. And I'm telling you, the Rangers won the World Series. We were just talking about how you celebrate that as long as you feel like. But this is not a good thing. You do not win that World Series without Jordan Montgomery. And I understand there's like a group of probably at least eight players that you can say that exact same thing about, but you're losing one of them. Or it feels overwhelmingly likely, especially with Rosenthal now weighing in, that you're going to lose one of them. I had held out hope continually that they would figure out a way to get this thing done. And I don't, I don't like it. And now I wonder about how the rotation is going to look. Jordan Montgomery was awesome when he got here. I, this is most unwelcome news. He was, but I will say this. They did find Jordan Montgomery at the, at the trade deadline. That's so true. So they did make that move then, and it would be nice to have him back. But you still have a handful of pitchers to go with to start the season okay. right now. Okay. And maybe you can add somebody as you go along there. I see there, what you're saying. And they're adding depth to the bullpen, so that should be helpful too. And maybe John Gray comes back off that World Series win, and he's like, you know what? I fixed all the things, and I'm locked in now. Here's what I heard that you just said. Tell me if I got this accurately Jordan Montgomery is going to sign somewhere else mm-hmm. for a lot of money yes and then at the trade deadline we're going to trade for Jordan Montgomery again and he's going to be back with the Texas Rangers I never said I, that. yeah I like it yeah, don't get your hopes up all right that's all I'm that's, saying that's that's what you, you still have to said. pay him the money though you still have to pay the money that you didn't that you would, wouldn't offer him in the first place yeah but it's my later biggest, my so biggest like fear is the Rangers got the big they got the World Series they got what they were after and they're like all right now we can back 
slack back off a little bit because we finally gave our fan base what they wanted. When in all reality, we just want to be right there in the mix all the time, man. We don't want to just be a farm system for the Yankees and trading all our best players to them. We want to be a good team year in, year out. I, 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 I am with you. I am concerned about this. And I'm just concerned that, like, it's not the farm system thing. It's just that they're pushing so far up against – the luxury tax as is, and they want to try to avoid it. Now, real quick, people have been asking this question this morning. Where is Mike? Mm. I was convinced yesterday that Mike was not feeling, or this morning, that Mike was not feeling well. He said people in his family had not been feeling well, and perhaps he was starting to feel a little bit of, let's say, stomach distress. Okay. That's what I'm gonna, I feel like that's a classy way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, he's a diarrhea. And so, oh, my God, dude. And then so this morning, I was thinking he was probably sick when he called in. But then you pointed out that Mike is also out on Monday. So now because of you, Don't do that. I have changed my opinion that it's most likely that Mike is taking a four-day weekend because of you. So, Mike, I was on your side. <laughs> Corey convinced no, me. No, I didn't even say that. that all I is said the case. was that one thing. Why are you bringing that to air right now? I told you that was between us. Okay. This is not something I wanted out there. Dude. Because I don't want people thinking that about me if I'm out for a few days. Like You three. have told me in the past that you fake being that was sick one time. at the newspaper. That was one time. I was out very late. Um, but yeah, man, like I got hit in the head with a shower curtain rod that night. That was a tough night. But yeah, no, I don't want people thinking that every time about me. So I'm just going to assume that Mike is not feeling well and he's in the hot tub trying to get his stomach back in order. Is that where you want to be? If you have stomach distress in the hot tub? Sure. Why not? What's it going to do? Maybe it loosens it up and everything. Oh my God. That is too much information. That I'm is. Not, I'm not an internist. No, that is too much information. All right, Chris, give me a little bit of that cut number three because I've seen a couple of people text this in, and we do need to talk about this exciting happening. The great eight to try and keep the game alive for Washington. To the backhand, denied again by Wedgwood, and the shootout victory goes to the Dallas Stars. Now, Wedgwood 1 was looking sweet in that shootout. The Dallas Stars pick up a pair of points, 5-4 to four, via the shootout over the Capitals. Another thing, because we talked about this a lot yesterday, is you've already seen, the. it feels like to me, that the Stars have picked up way more points in overtime and shootouts than they did last year. And so, that, at this point, it, like if I had to guess, I would say 5. I probably should have gone back and done the research. But 5 points can be huge in the grand scheme of things and keep you in the mix at the top or near the top of their division. So not the most, that game ebbed and flowed quite a bit, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I love the shootout. Robertson getting it done, Wedgwood getting it done, and the Stars picking up a pair of points. Still have no clue how Sagan got that goal in, uh, that he got it from the, the cross. That was, it was a great, uh, great pass, wide open pass, but the, the, the angle to get that in was so narrow. Especially, but it was a great shot by Sagan. And what makes it, I mean, it's impressive, you're right, nonetheless. All the more impressive, he left the game before early. Yes. And so I know there were some concerns. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. I'm good. So good on the Stars, getting a couple of points last night over the Capitals. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford. Coming up next, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. 
KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now brought to you by Ford in your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is the owner and general manager of your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, Kevin, Corey, good to be on with you guys and uh, uh, nervous, nervous, nervous getting ready for Sunday. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I am nervous as well. Is there anything in particular you will do over the next two, two and a half days to calm your nerves? Uh, I'll keep a close eye on McCarthy, make sure he's uh, uh, strong and and uh, ready to go. Uh, but um, other than that, and right now, uh, he's uh, there's no change in anything he's going to be doing, and he's been able to really effectuate the uh, uh, practices this week. Uh, so uh, we haven't missed a beat out there. And so uh, we'll be business as usual from that coaching standpoint. But uh, I'll uh, I'll make sure that he doesn't need to uh, uh, take a seat down there on the sideline someplace. I remember Barry Switzer had a back problem. Now, it was the Pro Bowl over in Hawaii, which wasn't a regular game. But Barry went over and sat out on the uh, on the bench while the game was going on at the Pro Bowl. And, uh, but he was suffering from a terrible uh, pain at that time, back problems. But uh, that's the only other time I've had a, uh, a uh, involvement in uh, uh, your coach uh, uh, maybe having some limitations on the sideline. When we mentioned the appendicitis on air, everybody who's ever had that immediately like texted in and goes, oh, my gosh, that pain is terrible, and that can be really serious. I know he's okay, but was there any worry in the moment when you're like, hey, he's got to go get surgery right now? Well, I think uh, I'm just concerned about uh, immediately go to his immediate well-being and his health, and uh, you're absolutely right. Anytime you have surgery, I think his – uh, serious enough for concern, and um, that manifests itself a lot of ways. I know when I had mine out, uh, uh, you stayed in the hospital 10 days, so it was a hospitalized thing automatically for a, a length of time. Mine had ruptured while I was in college, and uh, frankly, I would appear with had bouts of terrible nausea. I remember we played Texas A&M, and I got, I was so weak that I couldn't even go in or couldn't even get dressed. And they said, well, you're the only one that knows the plays behind uh, Tommy Brazier, who's a great uh, pro coach later on. And he gets hurt the first play. And I was so weak and nausea that I couldn't even think about playing. Well, I ran out there and played, uh, graded out the best game I ever played, played the best I'd ever played. Uh, it all went away when you hit the heat of the action. Jerry, the, I know a lot of things happen very quickly, but w is there an, a plan uh, in place in case he's like, look, I, can't, I just can't make it through this? I know he's back in the building, and is that something you'll start working on today, or is there already something in place for if something was to happen during the game? No, every, every uh, uh, of, of all the things you're familiar with, probably these succession or who's going to take over a duty uh, with coaches is about as well thought out and planned as anything you'll ever see. And it is literally planned down to the Nats, you know what? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, that's something that was in place but even before uh, he had this issue with appendicitis. 
Uh, I know Kevin asked what you're going to do to kind of calm your nerves, and it sounds like you're focusing on the work. Jerry, I'll, I'll just drink some bourbon, if that's okay. Does that, does that work, that I can drink some bourbon during this time? Well, you remind me of one real bad year I was having, and an owner that I really do respect. Uh, I was talking with him, and uh, he had called and said, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about the bad season you're having and he said i've got some advice for you and i said okay here goes i get a lot of advice lately he said drink a lot mm-hmm. so that was his anecdote to having a bad season but here we are in a good season Kevin. yes yeah, we're okay in a good season right that's now. true that's true <laughs> and this is a good season the cowboys are in a win streak winning streak obviously the eagles are at the top of the division i know this is a huge rivalry game anyway you've got dueling mvp candidates it feels like the whole season has been leading up to this moment, this Sunday, does it not? Well, I think when you have uh, as much at stake, uh, you have uh, very legitimate uh, uh, positioning uh, and a real uh, advantage uh, as to uh, uh, getting a buy in the playoff, those type of things. I don't believe you draw it up. We're short of having to go home and your season is over if you lose, which is the case in the playoff. Uh, I don't think you can put any more out there. And that's what we have. And, uh, boy, do we uh, recognize what an outstanding team. Their record speaks for itself. Uh, Parcells, great line. You are what you are. And their record speaks for themselves. And uh, they're that kind of team. Uh, for us to go out here and beat them, it's going to have to be a Herculean effort. Uh, it can be. We can do it, of course. And if we do, uh, we'll have the uh, uplift and we'll have the rewards that go with that. Hey, uh, Jerry, I, I just wanted to follow up real quick. Is the is the, 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 the order then that Dan Quinn would come down to the sideline and then, like, Schottenheimer would be the play caller there? Those are uh, – uh, those are details that uh, I'm sure uh, the, the moment, the time that you're in, uh, but uh, 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 they may change that uh, uh, during the game. Who knows? Okay. All right. When you, when you see Deron Bland getting picked on a little bit, but then also still converting interceptions, do you think that like he's, this, is, this player personally is now taking it personal and he's seeing that the league is starting to try and challenge him even more? Well, there's no question that your more accomplished players uh, get more attention. And uh, uh, all you would do is sit in a game plan planning session and you'll see the highlighted players that that get special uh, blocking uh, or uh, in the case of a, of a uh, they just get the recognition they deserve to be that type of player. And uh, that usually loosens it up someplace else. Now, and so that's that's a, that's how you have to adjust. When you see one that's being double teamed a lot, Michael Parsons, for instance, with us, then you got to be putting the pressure on them. They've got they've given up something to get that done. And so uh, uh, if Bland is uh, uh, picked on, uh, or if Bland is stayed away from, uh, we've got to adjust and take what they give us. 
Clearly, Micah Parsons, you just referenced, having an amazing season. On the flip side, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, the Eagles are pretty formidable on their defensive front. How do you feel the Cowboys' offensive line is playing right now, and how do you feel like they match up Sunday night? Well, we've got a good read. We played them, uh, uh, what was it, a month ago. and uh, uh, But anyway, we've got a good read on uh, – uh, what our challenge, what our challenges are, and uh, I would uh, uh, expect some adjustments that they will have made. But in general, I think we're going to match up pretty well. Uh, and uh, at Cox is a uh, Hall of Famer, and uh, he's always given us a lot of problems. Uh, but um, uh, uh, I think that uh, the kind of things that we're doing, the kind of things they're doing. Uh, motion's been giving us a lot of problems, pre-stat motion. They're not a big pre-stat motion team, but they might have gotten that way since they watched uh, the success that Seattle had against us with pre-snap motion. Jerry, the um, Michael Gallup's targets have been down of recent, and it makes sense. CeeDee Lamb's targets have been very high. His numbers have been there. Is it is it fair that like there are a lot of Cowboys fans out there that have been talking about this, uh, texting into the show? Is it fair to want more out of what Gallup's production's been? Well, I think uh, so. Uh, uh, I think Gallup's best is the deep ball, and he high points the ball, and he makes uh, he makes those catches, contested catches. He can make them deep. Uh, that's Dak's, uh, one of Dak's very best qualities is a deep ball. And the way he throws it deep, it loops, uh, has a good arc on it. Gallup was made to catch that ball and can go up and get it. Uh, those are uh, uh, those are plays that can uh, really be meaningful. They have been for Gallup and Dak in the past. Let's get some more of them. Do you have any theories then as to why that has not particularly been the case this year? I don't know that there's any theory. You've just uh, 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 got to catch. Uh, the ball has to be where he can get up and get it. And when it is, he's got to come down with it. And uh, so, uh, uh, again, uh, it's not that they don't know that. Uh, when I say the, that, that they, it's coaches and the players. They all know this. And so uh, uh, you've got uh, – uh, we've got a lot of options to go. Our tight end situation's really coming around. Uh, we've got what I think to be uh, as good a receiving threat as uh, we've had in quite some time. Well, that's got to do with Dak, but it's got to do with those receivers as well. Uh, they're running uh, crisper, better routes. They're running through their routes so that uh, if they don't get the ball, they've got the defensive guys trying to cover them, which opens it up for somebody else. So I'm pretty pleased right now with the way the passing game's going. I know you got the opportunity to talk with Sean and RJ on Tuesday about Shaq Leonard. I'm, I'm curious, have you moved on from that? Are you still a little frustrated that he went to your rivals? And what do you anticipate from him on Sunday? Well, they're not going to let me move on from it because exactly as you put it, he's going to be playing more than likely. Right. And uh, so, uh, and he will... Uh, 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 be better for them, or they wouldn't have uh, brought him on the team. So uh, uh, I haven't moved up front. Well, I'm going to get to watch it Sunday. It's like a, a, what could have been a girlfriend showing up at your bar every single time, man. Yeah. All right, well, so 
Well, let's don't go that far. <laughs> Jerry, the uh, you know we've been asking this question all week, and I, and I think we use the the term hate, but dislike is is a is a term that you can also use. When was the moment that you realized that the Philly fan base was different, and maybe you disliked that that bunch? Well, I did it early. Uh, they're actually uh, there's some uh, pretty good fans up there, and. Uh, They've kind of got a culture, a way of expressing themselves that uh, uh, has a, a lot of directness to it, and uh, I'm going to call it directness. Uh, but I uh, remember I used to go up there with a great educator named Father Tribute, and his family lived there, so he went with us. Every time we played in Philadelphia, he would go with us, and he'd walk with me up through the – as I'd go to our um, place where we watch the game – and as I'd go to and from the field, uh, he would be walking with my group. And, of course, uh, that was a lot of fun because invariably a bunch of those fans would say, you're talking about an arrogant so-and-so, said, look at him. He's got his own priest walking with him when he comes down through there. Uh-huh. And, of course, uh, uh, Father Travis and I both would act to that and just rub it in. <laughs> so, you, so all the trash they talk, you're like, you know what, I can give it back just as much as them. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Stephen won't even walk with me. Well, you're going to get soaked with beer and you're going to get stuff, hot dogs thrown. He said, I'm not even going to walk with you, but I have fun with him. With, with that in mind, and I know there's a lot of great rivalries in the NFL, especially with how high level these teams have been for the last couple of years. Do you view Cowboys Eagles as the best current rivalry in the NFL? Uh, of course, uh, you know how uh, biased this answer is going to be. And uh, I think anything that has draws a lot of emotion uh, uh, out of me, uh, it would be the, my own experiences. Uh, I love to play uh, uh, Philadelphia outside our division. The Raiders are uh, a great group to play with, uh, to play against. And um, we... Uh, and we've had some great games with that. I've gone right down and almost gotten up in the stands with the great uh, bunch of Raiders dressed up down there uh, every way from Sunday. And, uh, and of course, they're going to tear you limb from limb. And when you get up close, they're uh, doctors, lawyers, business guys having more fun than anybody. <laughs> but you know, so I just go right up in there and visit with them. <laughs> That's a good approach, man. That is a good approach. Go kill them with kindness or get back at them just a little well, bit. Well, I'm not so sure I'm being kind with what I'm saying, <laughs> but uh, uh, they're telling they're telling me where they're going to put their uh, – uh, if they're wearing some kind of pirate or something like that, the Raiders or something like that, uh, they're telling me where they're going to put that, and I'm telling me what I'm going to put whatever where I put it. I appreciate you uh-huh. censoring yeah. that for yeah. our show. Jerry Thank knows you. what he's doing. Thank he knows you. what he's doing here. Now, the w- w- one of the things that's kind of buzzing right now is there's a big-time free agent in baseball, Jerry, and then the contract number looks like it could be $600 million. And I was just kind of curious, do you ever see a point, or have you been shocked by the, the amount of dollars? Like, that's almost that's more than half a billion dollars right there going to one player. Do you ever see the NFL getting that type of contracts? Well, I, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, won't be specific at all. Uh, the dollars that are involved in sport today uh, have uh, exceeded anything I could have 
ever imagined and uh, on any basis, any place. And uh, it's like Bob Costa. Bob Costa told me before he was going on this new show that he had, he said, I want you to be on my first show, and I'm going to do it at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis. And I'm going to ask you some tough questions. And he said, the first one I'm going to ask you is about uh, concussion. And the next one is about uh, whether or not you've been up front with uh, everybody and players and fans about concussion. And then uh, he said, the next thing I'm going to do is ask you about what you charge for beer. I said, boy, you're a real friend. I don't know if I'm going to be on this show or not, but I do appreciate you telling me what you're going to ask. He started with the one about the price of beer. Mm-hmm. And I was ready for him, and I said, Bob, I said, uh, uh, he was talking about how much it costs today as opposed to a beer 30 years ago. I said, Bob, we used to be able to get a guy like yourself for about twenty-five to 50000 a year back then. Do you want to tell these fans how much you're making now? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> he, he had to go touche. We, <laughs> didn't, we didn't get it. But things have gone up uh, to be trite, and uh, – uh, those, those numbers are are uh, unbelievable. I know that's exactly the number that uh, a lot of people thought when we built AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. that AT&T Stadium, if costs uh, really got, uh, uh, got out of hand and if we built the kind of stadium I wanted to build, they said that that stadium was going to cost you $600 million. And there were a lot in the NFL that just said, no way. We're, that's gone so far uh, out of sight. And, of course, uh, uh, it didn't cost $600 million. It cost twice that. It cost a billion, too. But who would know that a few, a relative few years later, 10 or 12 years later, they'd spend over $4 billion on the stadium out in uh, uh, L.A. and uh, are likely to spend that on the next two stadiums that are built. So things have uh, elevated, and we all know why. Appreciate the insight, as always, and obviously we're all hyped up for Sunday night, rooting for them Cowboys. Thank you very much, sir. Good to be on with you guys, and uh, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for tolerating. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just nervously biding these hours away. <laughs> go, go give them hell, go. Go give them hell, Jerry. There you go, Jerry you, Jones, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Sometimes I like hearing that a little bit. I don't know if I would like if Dak was like, I'm super nervous about Sunday night's game. I'd be like, oh, no, are you? No, oh, it's good to be nervous about stuff, though, man. Like, that, that makes you prepare more, right? No, it's, it's, I hope so. It's whenever, yeah. you, whenever you, this test starts, Kevin, and that's you go right. and you go like this, oh, crap, I can't do this. That's For when sure. I'm like, oh, no, that's a problem. If Dak's like, hey, I'm nervous right now, I'm fine with yeah, that. I'm sure that's never happened to anybody in our audience <laughs> they, fl- they flipped the test over that felt intimidating to me in college when they would put it face down and then they'd be like all right now you can flip it over it felt like he w- the professor was like you can't even conceive of what's on page one of this test i was always afraid i was going to flip it over and i'd been studying the wrong subject the whole time and i was oh. like oh no this isn't good for me but good, it didn't work out that way good question good question now we always get a chance to do this segment on friday outside of Cowboys Eagles what football game do you care the most about this weekend because I realize in the college front you have Army Navy clearly we can get into the NFL but it is also 
UIL State semifinal time for football. And so there are a bunch of games. Is it bad? Name one. Okay. Name one game. South Lake Carroll against DeSoto. I'm in on that one. Okay, because I was going to. Name a second game. Uh, North Crowley against Duncanville. I want that one, too. By the way, North Crowley is the team that beat South Lake Carroll. So Okay, all right. So are we rooting for Mike's Duncanville team, or are we rooting against Mike's Duncanville team? 877 oh, Y'all let us know. You know what? Because he didn't show up today, I will root against him. Wow. So go wow. North Crowley. Oh, I can't believe that just got said. All those Duncanville kids are sitting there going, I can't believe my hero Kevin Hagelin is pulling okay. against me today. Yeah, and so if I would have flipped it the other way, you're going to make all the North Crowley people mad. So you know what? We're closer to that neck of the woods right now. <laughs> so I'll say go North Crowley. Let's get that done. And then Alito versus Forney. So I was curious, especially if you grew up in Texas, does it feel wrong to be like more hyped about South Lake Carroll DeSoto than the 49 and the Seahawks, I realize the direct <laughs> potential impact that could have no, on the dude. Cowboys' playoff fate. I mean, it's big. And Jerry talked about that with Sean and RJ uh, yeah. earlier. Like, just football is just gigantic here. And he, I know he was tongue-in-cheek when he was talking about how this is just heaven uh, when it comes to football, but it really is. Like, the, you can go watch really competitive high school sports uh, here, here in DFW. It's, it's awesome. So, no, Kevin, I understand that there are a lot of parents out there that are very stoked for uh, their kids competing in that. But I think Chiefs-Bills jumps off the, ta- off the chart to me and because the Bills need to get it back together, and the Chiefs got to figure it out, too. My bad. Byron Nelson, not North Crowley, oh, okay. beat Southlake. North Crowley, though, undefeated. All right. Tell me again. Chiefs and... Chiefs and Bills, and that's going to be the 325 game uh, on CBS. I believe. No, uh, yeah, 325. So, I mean, that's at the Chiefs. That's at Arrowhead. I think that's a significant game because, again, the Bills have to figure out how to get back into it. And the Chiefs are like, they just haven't looked good, man. Do you kind of want the Bills to win so they don't fall as much into the desperate team theory that brought us in the G-Bag Nation talk about so much? I'm not saying that if the Bills win, they're free and clear, but clearly their outlook is much worse if they lose I this game. I would, re- I would prefer them have no confidence. I, okay. want, I would love the Chiefs to just steamroll them and then be like, and the whole thing just start to fall apart. It already does look like there's some stuff leaking out of that uh, that that front office and that uh, locker room anyway with the stuff that's going on. So I would love for the Bills to just be uh, a mess whenever it's time to go up there and play against them. Also, Ravens-Rams. I know that sounds like a, a oh. weird game, but I want the Rams to take down the Ravens. I predicted the Rams are going to slide into a spot in the playoffs, and I would like the Ravens to be taken down a peg. That would be nice. Okay. I just want wow. to see the AFC as wow. a mess. Wow. All right. A lot of people, man, the fan text blew up with high school football stuff. A lot oh, of yeah. people hyped up for Forney, Forney and for sure. Alito. And then there are other people that are excited about North Crowley. And this part is really interesting to me is, well, it wasn't North Crowley, but I'm from South Lake's uh, district, and North Crowley could beat them. Oh. They said they're a coach in that district, probably best that they kept their name anonymous right there. But that is interesting insight. And then another... Text your name in, Coach. No, probably, probably... Uh, Just for our purposes. We're not going to read it on air. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, look, I've already developed a bad habit today. You told me things off air that I should (laughs) have kept off air. So I don't don't know about that. And then another person said they're rooting for North Crowley because their wife works in that school district. And so that's who you got to root for. So in addition to Army-Navy, in addition to the non-Cowboys-Eagles pro football slate, UIL 
state semifinals going on. So obviously, good luck, and I hope we didn't lose any listeners because of any stances that I took right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, probably. You think, we, you think we probably did? Nah, oh. no, nah, they'll come back. They love you too much. We're the KNC masterpiece. Woo! Right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Bedford, 1933 Airport Freeway. If you want to come out, they are open. We are having a blast out here. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola right here on 105.3 The Fan.